0: My friends, Psalm 30 is a psalm of lament. It is written by David. Scholars say that it is a psalm about being restored to health. Today I want to talk about it in terms of how we apply it to our daily living and the ways that we look at God throughout our days, our weeks, our months, and our years. Would you pray with me and we will study the word together. Gracious God, we thank you for this good opportunity. Help us to see it as a good opportunity and to do something good with it. In your name we pray. Amen. If you think about it, we are, we human beings, we're pretty fickle people. We can remember old slights like they happened yesterday, but we have a tendency to quickly forget genuine kindnesses. Depending on the day of the week or maybe even the hour of the day, for some of us the glass is half empty and for some the glass is half full and we check back in later on in the day and the situation has reversed itself. Our perspectives tend to change with the wind and sometimes so do our minds. And even our prayers can change mid-sentence. And for as all over the place as, as we, as humans can be, God does not change. He remains steady, steadfast, secure. I ran into a couple of you earlier in the week when we first got back in town, and all of you said the same thing. You're like, oh, we're we're hoping you're going to talk about your trip during the sermon this morning, which if my trip was in scripture, we would totally do. We We would definitely do that however as i said to you psalm 30 is a psalm of lament and who wants to describe their vacation with the word lament i do (laughs) i do so this morning what i'd like to do is i'd like to share with you a, a modern tale of psalm 30 that played out in the actual life of your pastor during one very small two-hour span on the third day of our trip. It is, it's a story of, of orientation, disorientation, and new orientation, which is the great cyclical way of looking at the Psalms. So there is some biblicalness to it. Psalm 30 starts off with David proclaiming God's greatness at the dedication of the temple. He says, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit." Sing praises to the Lord, O oh you his faithful ones. Give thanks to his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, his favor for a lifetime. Weeping may linger through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Now I want you to think about this. I want you to think about what we just, what we just read. And I want you to think about people, especially those of us in the helping profession, so think about uh, teachers, doctors, nurses, those in the hospitality industry. Have you ever thought about what those people feel like when they finally get to go on vacation? It goes like this. I will praise you, Lord, for you have drawn me up and you have taken me away from the stress of work. You did not let that work kill me. All those times that I was frustrated and tired, but here we are 3,000 miles from home. You heard my cry, Lord, you got me Out of there and you gave me a break you brought my soul up from the pit of Sheol which is hell or that nine to five desk job or months of 80 hours a week work I probably wasn't gonna die Lord but I was sure really close to burning out in flames that's how people feel when they go on vacation they're excited about that God has done something good God's given them that really great opportunity now I want to take a break here and just just confess that David, remember this is a Psalm of David. He and I are not exactly talking about the same challenges here. Psalms Psalm thirty, as I told you, is a Psalm about being restored to health and vitality. And while vacation can do that for many people, I, I want to be absolutely clear that vacation it is it, it is a privilege. It is not granted or guaranteed for everyone. So, what I'm about to describe to you as a great calamity in no way, shape, or form is close to those who, who are struggling on, on the brink of health issues. But my point is, we are fickle people and we do see things in relative terms. So, one man's blessing might be another man's burden, and vice versa. And quite honestly, Many of the things that that we take for granted here in the United States are extraordinary privileges in other places around the world. But at the very least, we all start out, regardless of our situation, we all start out acknowledging what God has done. He drew me up, healed me, restored me to life, delivered me from the power of death, the psalm says. As it relates to to my time away, God called a vision team that mandated that we would take an actual vacation. And then God provided an amazing session and leadership team to care for the church. And in the same process, God gave me the resources and the stewardship skills to be able to afford the opportunity, not to mention the fact that all five members of my family were healthy enough to all go So God did good things. God did great things. And God had orchestrated this a long time before I caught up to him. God pulled me back from the cliff of total exhaustion and burnout, especially coming right off of elementary camp. God bless our elementary teachers. They are saints. But you think about this. God did so much before we even got on the plane. God is good. God is good. I had this very clear orientation about God in my life. But then the darkness came. The darkness came. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved, exactly like I just did. Rock solid. God's faithful. God's good. I shall never be moved by your favor. O oh Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain. Then you hid your face. And I was dismayed. That's how the psalm goes. So there we were on day three of our vacation. We were pulling into the RV rental place on the side of a highway in Las Vegas, Nevada, a town that I hope to never have to ever go to again. <laughs> and, and we might have been in Las Vegas, but, but we were quite, th- quite frankly thankful to be anywhere, and we were more than grateful. have this time to spend with our kids and and to be a family it was a great day pulling into that rv lot we were on top of the world until we weren't (laughs) because no sooner did we get out of the car into that 109 degree dry heat when i was certain that god had hidden his face from us and i was dismayed because You see, I did not know this. We are not RV experts, and I know that some of you are. Um, Renting an RV is absolutely nothing like renting a regular car. It's the craziest thing, but apparently, if they're going to let you drive off the lot with a $100,000 plus vehicle, they'd like to talk to you a little bit first about how to operate this. And and so they require that you go through a little orientation, and by little, I mean extremely lengthy, extremely lengthy. So at first, the the kids and I stayed in the car while Sung went into the office to begin the paperwork, and about 30 seconds into it, we realized that the car air conditioner was no match for this desert heat, and we started walking to the office. So... We start walking to the office. We're about 10 feet outside the door, and there's a sign that says, everyone must stay outside with their luggage, particularly kids. (laughs) Good news, they did put a covered porch out there. So in that short amount of time, it was now 150 degrees outside, (laughs) undercover. And, And you could tell that my kids were starting to hallucinate seeing pools of drinking fountains. Now, to our credit, because we, we are tough people, and we made it a good seven and a half minutes before we hit total despair and, and utter complaint about the situation. Well, Sung arrives 20 minutes later, I'm pretty sure it was actually four hours later, with the orientation lady. And I'm, I'm excited because now we're good to go, because I figure he's already done the orientation, so we, we, just, we just take the keys and go, no. That is not how this works. No, we, we actually have to go out to the RV itself, and we have to do the whole orientation not under the covered porch. And, and at that point, at that point, I was Psalm 30. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made my supplication. What profit is there in my death? What prophet, if if I go down to the pit that is Las Vegas, will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. Oh Lord, be my helper. God, if you kill me in this heat, who's going to go back to Kirkwood and tell them how great you are? What amazing things you have done. Remember, God, 30 minutes ago, I was so grateful for your hand in my life. That's over. We're done. Uh, Your provision, I'm not in that place anymore. You were so faithful, and now you have forsaken me? How could you have forgotten me out here in this vast wasteland of an RV park with some lady droning on and on and on about how to drain a toilet at a campground? This is how it's going to end for me. That's where I was. But sometimes we all do that, don't we? god's so good on sunday mornings but by sunday afternoon we decide that he's totally dropped the ball on us as if it's god who just somehow changed and and not us i mean a half hour before we weren't talking about total abandonment i was extolling god's goodness for this this incredible opportunity that the vast majority of the world will not get to experience and now I am certain that I am going to die in a fiery pit of hell in Las Vegas at an RV park. <laughs> Certainly God's the one that changed, not, not me. So, so there we were, an hour and a half and a bazillion degrees into the day, when we finally got cleared to hit the open road. And after another three hours, true story, dealing with a regular rental car agency, which is a story for another time about not letting the sun go down on your anger, we finally were good, and, and we hit the highway, and the most amazing thing happened. God was good again. God was good again, or at least at least I had this new orientation of God's goodness. You have turned my morning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. The truth is, brothers and sisters, that, that God is present with us in our joy end in our troubles. Do we we really think for one instant that God cordoned off one tiny RV park in Las Vegas, moved the sun directly to shine just upon us as hard as it could on that asphalt, and then just walked away laughing? That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? God didn't change. God wasn't unfaithful. God gave us This amazing opportunity, and God gives all of us amazing opportunities in many different ways. But that doesn't mean that those opportunities come without challenges. Your life, the body that you have, the ability that you have, the things that you are capable of, all of that, all of it, every bit of it is a gift from God. It's not the same gift that he gave your neighbor. It's not the same gift that he gave a child in Bangladesh. It's not the same gift that he gave a movie star in London. But you've got something. God gave you something. Just the fact that you are here this morning. God has presented an opportunity in your life. God gave that to you. But it doesn't mean that there won't be some challenges that go with it. The blessing of of Psalm 30 is that it gives us this example of testimony, of somebody who's come out the other side, being able to say, look, this is, where, this is where we started, this is what happened, this is how God worked in my life. That's a big part of our Christian tradition, being able to tell the story of what God has done in God's faithfulness. Now what's great about Psalm 30 is, is that it helps us to see that God's faithfulness is there in times of joy and in times of trouble. And and it gives us voice to share these stories of faithfulness with others. God turned my mourning into dancing, taking off my sackcloth, clothing me with joy, so, so that my soul may praise God and not be silent. There it is, right in scripture, I had to tell you about our vacation. It's my testimony. You had to hear about this so that you would know that God is good. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Now, the story of the RV rental is a very lighthearted way to share with you a little bit of our vacation, but to help you see how quickly we change in our feelings towards God's presence and action in our lives. At the end of the day, all of us, I hope all of us, can see the silliness In in my lament over having to deal with a hundred plus degree day for about two hours, especially in light of the fact that there are people in the world who deal with far more perilous situations every single day. But what's not silly and what's worthy of our consideration is if we approach God in times of joy and trouble. Because... Our approach to God says a lot about what we believe about God. Do we believe that God is only with us when things are going well? And and if so, what, what does that say about God? Because quite frankly, anybody can be with us when things are going well. That's the easy part. Only those who really love us stick around when things aren't going well. So God delivered me from the RV park and he has delivered me from far greater and I am thankful that in the end as a result he has given me yet another way to proclaim his goodness and love in all of your opportunities good and bad may you find the way to also proclaim such goodness and love let's pray together Lord God, we we confess that we are quick to give you thanks and praise when all is good. But when it's not, we either blame you or forget you. That's on us, Lord. We're the ones that change. You are with us always, even until the end of the age. So as we come to the table this morning, as each one of us finds a place here in your kingdom... Help us to look at everything that happens as an opportunity to proclaim your good news and to give thanks always. In your name we pray, amen.